Hello everyone, this is attorney Marco Schiavo from Simmons and Schiavo. For most Americans, the home, the primary residence, is their largest asset in their portfolio. And statistics say that people stay in their homes for about seven years before they sell them and move on to the next home. So I figured we would do a podcast on how to sell your home, some information about the real estate market in general and uh, some things like that that are, are helpful uh, for people who are thinking of selling their home or potentially selling their home in the future. So I have with me today Tony McDonald of uh, Campos Homes Remax Real Estate Center. He's a guest speaker with me today and we're going to uh, talk to him a little bit about uh, real estate in general. So, welcome to the show, Tony. Thank you. I appreciate being here. So, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So, I started in real estate about 10 years ago. I started as a team's intern, uh, learning the back end of the system, trying to get the the team back into a technology state, uh, utilizing systems and processes a little bit better. Um, So, I developed systems and background processes for the team, and that really got me interested in real estate and how it's a complex system for those who do it once every five to seven years, but on a daily day-to-day basis, it's actually pretty fun and it gets to be pretty intuitive. Um, so at age 18, went right ahead and got my real estate license at the legal age and started selling real estate that summer before going off to college. And from there on out, I came back every summer and took what I learned in class and applied it to business and created myself just a nice little career. Uh, and then after college, I decided why not continue the business and just keep on going. So I've been out of school now for just about four years, been full time at uh, Remax for four years now. Um, my first year out of college, actually, I was a team's head admin while also growing my own business. So while I may have had only know, 10 transactions that first year, I handled well over 100 transactions for the team. So it allowed me to get experience that most realtors my age or most realtors that are starting off like I did, different experience and different exposure, uh, which adds a value to not only what I give my clients, but to my business as well. Mm-hmm. So you're learning it from new, learning it from different angles. Exactly, and you know I'm very fortunate that my team and I we do over 150 transactions a year, wow. where the average agent, individual agent uh, across America, will do only four transactions a year. And so at the time we were a four-person team uh, with two admins. We only had four agents selling, so you know a lot more than four transactions per year per agent uh, on our team, which is phenomenal. That's fantastic. Uh, so, for people who want to start, uh, tell us the difference. How do you figure out the value of a home? So, there's a Zillow, Zestimate, there's a town uh, assessment and uh, comparative market analysis that you hear, of broker price opinion that you hear. Of. What are the different uh, ways and how, how do they differ? Yeah. So, a lot of consumers go right online and they see on Zillow, they see the Zestimate or they see their town assessment and think, oh, that's what my house is worth. Well, that's completely false. Um, neither of those two processes or opinions have been inside your home. And likely, neither of them have actually driven by your home. Um, so the Zestimate goes off of all the different algorithm that changes 
regularly on a, based off of every sale that happens, um, what trends are happening in your area, in your towns. Um, and even if you read their fine print on Zillow, they say 95% of the time they're going to be within 50% of the actual value of your home. So their, their numbers are askew. They get people thinking, but it's not really the end-all be-all. Um, sometimes they can be $100,000 over or they can be $100,000 less. And I don't like how that sets the, the bar for some consumers. Uh, a town assessment is just that. It's what the town uses to appraise your property to tax you at. Uh, a town will dictate their own assessment. Some towns are going to be higher, some towns are going to be lower. Um, that way they can maybe increase the assessment without having to increase taxes and it looks good to the, the taxpayers because they don't see the taxes going up but they actually are because they're collecting more based off of the algorithm there uh, but again the town is not coming into your home they're not looking at what updates you've done or um, what condition your property is in and you know sometimes they look at alright well majority of the homeowners in your area have an updated kitchen have a new roof have air conditioning and a garage maybe you don't have one or two or three of those items you know, you're getting assessed at a higher value, assuming that you do have it. Um, as for a you know, competitive market analysis, a broker price opinion, or even an appraisal, a bank appraisal, those are the three that you really should be concerned about because those are in real time by a professional's opinion that's seen your home, have come into your home, taken notes about your property, and compared it to three to six month recent sales. Those are the, the best three analyses that you can get. Um, a competitive market analysis, a broker's price opinion, those are free, no, obliga uh, no obligation uh, to you as a consumer. So you can get those any time of the day you want. You just call up with your, one, one of your local realtors, uh, maybe a close friend that's a realtor as well, and you can get that done nice and easily. An appraisal, a bank appraisal, those cost $400. Um, so if you're refinancing, you're going to be doing that. Um, if you're selling your home, your buyer is going to be paying for that because they need that for their, their mortgage. Um, but most of the time, a consumer will go for a competitive market analysis and see where their value lies. Right, right. And like you said, it's someone who, come, who has come in the home and they've seen uh, the, the condition of the home because two homes may be exactly alike on the outside, but one may not have been updated since the 70s and have uh, has formica countertops and linoleum floors and another one may have granite countertops and a, a beautiful kitchen and bathrooms and things like that exactly. uh, so that's a, that's key to not uh, not just go online and, and get an opinion of value online but to actually have a professional in the area uh, who who probably works in that area it's the best best person who knows the actual uh, part of town where, where it's where the real estate is located I would think right? exactly having someone that does the majority of the real estate in your town will know the market inside and out and if you really are thinking of selling they might just have the perfect buyer for you so you never know could be right. a double win right right uh, and talking about selling in, in online uh, <clears throat> resources why should you why should someone use a, a realtor in today's online world, where you can sell your house and do, you know, sell your home dot com or whatever some of the other websites, why use a realtor? Yeah, so that's that's the number one question. Now, where 
put up against on a day-to-day -day basis when we're doing these competitive market analysis. You know, people think, oh, there's so many buyers out there. I hear that it's a seller's market, and I can list my house for free online, and I don't have to worry. Well, yeah, you can market your home online. That's not where the job ends. That's not what I do. Yeah, I market your property. I try and get you as many buyers as possible. But at the end of the day, I'm here to make sure that not only do we negotiate you the best deal possible, but I want to make sure that your hand is being held throughout this process because it is sometimes lengthy. It does have ups and downs. Uh, my team and I, you know, we've been in the business for over 35 years. And over that 35 years, we've developed uh, a list of 88 different types of turbulence that you can expect to hit during a transaction. Um, some of these include, you know, you've gone under contract with the buyer and you as a seller think everything's moving along smoothly and we find out from the mortgage company that the buyers didn't file their taxes. Well, that becomes an issue because now they still have to file their taxes, they might owe money, some of that money might be coming from their savings that's going towards their down payment and they might not qualify for a loan. So how do we find a way to make everything work and that's kind of our expertise is we find any issue that we come across we make sure that we document it and we figure out how we learn from it and how to fix it from happening again so maybe we find a way of taking that buyer that didn't file their taxes getting them set up with an accountant getting them done quickly but furthermore finding out if their mortgage program isn't going to work and if it doesn't work we find out is there another program maybe with another lender or with that same lender that will allow them to still move forward with the purchase. We might have to get a little bit more time, we might have to extend the closing a little bit, but at the end of the day the ultimate goal is to keep the contract and to keep the buyer and, uh, in the home so that we can move forward. Um, so there's a lot of experience that you are paying for uh, by using a realtor than just listing it on your own. Uh, the other addition is you might not know what to expect in a home inspection. Let's say the roof, the home inspection comes back and the buyer says they want a roof and they want a new HVAC or they want windows or they start talking about some cosmetic stuff that you might think as a seller you have to give even though you don't. Or you might be saying, oh, listen, I'm not doing a thing and that could kill the deal. It's our experience that is going to advise you on what things we can do and not do to get a deal that's going to be best for you. Um, about 87% of for sale by owners end up using a realtor at one point or another. And believe it or not, the average for sale by owner leaves about thirty to $40,000 on the table after wow. negotiations. Wow. So, yeah, you might think ahead of time, yeah, I can save my money by not paying the commission, but you're losing an additional 40%, or $40,000, sorry, by by not using a realtor. Right. And, and some of the tools that, that I've seen, uh, that you've shown me, are, are things that a homeowner can't, can't do online. For example, if you have a home that is, is vacant uh, and there's, there's no furniture or you know, the landscaping needs to be updated, uh, you can actually, you have tools where on the computer you could show a computer simulation of what the, that actual room would look like with furniture in it or what the outside would look uh, look like if the landscaping was done. Exactly. Uh, so that's exactly. a great selling point to a buyer, uh, especially for a home that may need some work, uh, where you're able to show a, a buyer uh, on the selling end, you're able to market it saying, this is what this home could look like with some small investments. Exactly. So that's, those... a, that's a big bonus for, for sellers today. Mm -hmm. 
so how does someone choose uh, who to work with? How do they interview an agent? Yeah. So a lot of you know the local people around here call us because we have such a large brand awareness um, here in, in the town. But a lot of a lot of consumers may not know who to go with. Um, best thing to do is to one interview a few candidates. Um, you know, if you look online, if someone has a good online presence, uh, if they're utilizing their Zillow profile because that's where all the consumers start looking. Start looking there. That's where you're going to see their recent testimonials from past clients. You're going to see how many sales they're doing. Um, but don't judge it just based off of that. You're going to want to interview at least three different people to see if they're a good fit. Um, there might be someone that only utilizes email and text messaging. And if you're someone that only likes to talk on the phone, that's not going to work well for you. If there's someone that only works five days a week and chooses not to pick up their phone or email on Saturday or Sunday, when the vast majority of consumers are out there looking for a home, they might not be a good fit for you or for your market. So no, have, working with someone that has great market knowledge, but also great town knowledge. You want to make sure that they are included in the town, they, they do work for the town. Uh, someone that's maybe a part of nonprofits in town, like the Rotary organizations and uh, local chamber events. Um, someone that has a great brand presence in town, but, but also a great personal presence in town uh, because those are the ones that are giving back. Um, and the more they know, the more it's going to benefit you as a consumer. Um, and the, I, the more people they know, uh, more potential buyers because they're exposed to more people. Exactly. Right. And the, the biggest thing, too, is the more transactions they do, the more opportunities they see to have what issues could arise and then learn from them and fix them down the road. Um, you know, some people consider, yeah, if this person's doing one or two transactions a year, they're going to have more time for me. In my experience, one or two transactions a year, even five transactions a year, keeps you fed but doesn't make you hungry. And by doing more transactions, you kind of get a, a feel for what's worth the money and what's, what's, you know, what's going to keep you going. Um, and at the end of the day, the agent that is doing more wants to keep going and the agent that's fine with four or five transactions a year you know you might not get the best of service out of them right this is, this is not something you want to hire your 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 cousin who is a part-time real estate agent to sell your home you want an experienced person who does it for a living exactly. uh, who's been doing it for years and, and knows the market and knows the business exactly and tell me a little bit about what's you know what's the difference between using Remax and Century Twenty One and some of the other offices. Yeah, so the the biggest difference is the professionalism, and by that I mean Remax was started as a brokerage for just the high end professionals, those who are doing substantially more transactions per year than the average agent. Um, so the average agent in my office here they do about twenty transactions a year, um, and that's nothing to laugh at. You, know, you look at some of the smaller brokerages, um, like Century 21, Keller Williams, um, they might be doing four or five transactions per agent per year. That doesn't give them enough experience, um, in my opinion, but it also doesn't, you don't have the, the agents around you that are doing 20, 30, 40, maybe 100 transactions a year to go run ideas off of. Um, so if you, if you, the agent, run into issues, 
you don't have anyone to run the, the issue by and say, hey, have you had this issue before? How would you solve it? Uh, in addition, Remax gives us the tools to say, listen, we understand you're your own business. Whatever you want to do, however you want to do it, go right, go right ahead and do it. If you want to do 3D virtual tours, go ahead and do it. It's all on you. If you want to do branding, custom marketing, websites, um, you want to do some different advertising, whether it's through online presence on Facebook, Zillow, you want to do print media advertising, you don't need to get, the agent doesn't need to get third party or uh, the brokerage's approval for that. They can just go ahead and do it. Um, whereas some of these other companies, you have to stick to their methods. Um, and if you're doing the same thing as everybody else, how is your house going to stand out from the competition? Mm -hmm. So by having the, the leeway to do that is phenomenal. Um, but again, having, having the people that have the experience and being around people that have even more experience is huge for the agent, which then is a value-added service for the consumer. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Okay. Uh, tell us a little bit about the market. Well, what are we seeing? What are some of the market trends? So the market right now is phenomenal. And, I mean, every town is going to be a little bit different. What happens is Boston kind of spearheads the market. And when Boston starts getting too pricey, people start moving out to the suburbs. Um, so we had the crash in 07, 08. Um, and so those uh, 07, 05, 06 were our highest prices for homes. And we're seeing uh, here in Foxborough, we're seeing prices drastically jump. Uh, back to 05, even 06 pricing, which is phenomenal. But in addition to that, we now have a limited supply of inventory, which causes buyers to, uh, which we have a, a substantial amount of buyers out there, to start overpaying or, or paying over asking uh, on these listings. So when we get one or two listings that come on a week, and we have five or six buyers that come out and put an offer on our property, we're seeing sometimes twenty to $30,000 over asking offers. And these buyers are motivated. They are taking away every contingency possible that they can. Uh, they're putting as much money down with escrow and deposits on down payments as much as they can to show that to the seller that they are the best buyer possible. Um, and there are some buyers out there that don't understand this concept right now. Uh, they're probably not maybe working with an experienced realtor to get them the best deal. But at the end of the day, we're seeing really, really, really good prices out there for homeowners, especially those who maybe bought in 05, 06. They're starting to break even now uh, based off of whatever um, payments they've made for their mortgage. Maybe they refinanced. Maybe they have done some improvements to the property. So they're starting to see their money back. And on the flip side... Buyers who bought in 2009, 2010, 2011 that bought in the low of the market are starting to see maybe $100,000, $200,000 worth of equity just based off of the market mm -hmm. in addition to whatever improvements they've made. Right. right. So totally a seller's market right now. Yeah, it's a good time to sell. Right now we're seeing an average across a, uh, across a state of about 27 days on market. Um, here in town, if you're priced right and you have the right updates, primarily though, if you're priced right, you're on market for a week before wow. it gets snatched up. Wow, well, that's great for a seller. Yeah, be able to put it on, get offers right away, 
and you do an open house, I'm sure. Yep, so we, uh, the way we do it is we put the house on like Wednesday, get it marketed online and uh, across, across uh, the platforms as much as we can. And then we have the open house either Saturday or Sunday for two hours, bring everybody in at that one time to get the attraction of all the consumers at once to show this is a really sought after property. Offers got rolling in right after the open house through Monday. By Monday evening, we're under a contract. Wow. Wow. Hot market. Uh, so if you're looking for an experienced realtor, give Tony a call. Tony, how do people reach you? Uh, best way to do it is my cell phone, uh, 508-813-9185. Uh, give me a call. Shoot me a text. Um, but that's uh, the best way. Okay. Uh, again, that phone number? 508-813-9185. Okay. And your website? Uh, it's Campus Homes, C-A-M-P-O-S-H-O-M-E-S dot com. Great. Thank you very much. Again, this is Marco Schiavo from Simmons and Schiavo. Our phone number is 781-397-1700. And our website is www.simmonsandschiavo.com. S-I-M-M-O-N-S-A-N-D-S-C-H-I-A-V-O dot com. Thank you.